Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, and welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I am Brendan McClenahan. I'm here with Matt Yant, our guest for the week. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm a big, big fan. I might be the biggest fan of this podcast. <laughs> like, if, if you could go back and look to see who listens to every episode, huh? I'm going to be towards the top. Yeah. You know, I w- it'd be interesting to, to get the, you know, if everyone who listened to the podcast, I had their email address, it'd be great to just see who's listening because there's some people... I get stats about like people who join from, you know, like how many people are on an Apple device? Mm -hmm. How many people are on an Android device? How many people um, are male versus female on their Spotify account? Um, Mm -hmm. How many, uh, you know, where does the person live? What the region is, you know, there's, it can tell like what city you're in. Like I can Mm -hmm. see how many people listen from Holland versus Grand Rapids versus Grand Haven. Mm -hmm. What really confounds me is there's people who listen from like, Okay, I get Florida because there's some people who winter in Florida, yeah. you know, yeah. but there's people in Canada who listen, Pennsylvania, Ohio, like there's people in like Philippines or there's people around the world who stumble upon this podcast somehow and I really don't know how it happens. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, if you are one of those people who does not live in West Michigan, please send me an email if you're listening to this right now. Please send me an email and tell me your story. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yes. Um, I would love to hear about it. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, just uh, quick, speaking of Florida, hello, John and Rose of Heitzma. If you're listening to this, um, I know they flew down to Florida yesterday, which would have on the day we record this. So that would have been yesterday, December 8th. So maybe there's some of your analytics there in Florida is John and Rose of Heitzma. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hello, John and Rose. Um, yeah. Nice little shout out there. So yesterday, Matt, we read um, from Jeremiah 31 about, um, you know, brooks in the desert Mm -hmm. and um, praising God no matter what. Um, I would love to hear from you. um, I'd love to hear from you, like where, like about 2020, what are some of your own personal reflections? Like the maybe one to two minute version. Of yeah. what what's been most challenging for you and maybe for victory point but i'm most, most curious about just you what's been most challenging for you and what has been the biggest blessing for you in the midst of all these of the whole year 2020 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that could be like its own podcast episode uh, so i'll mm-hmm. try to give the two-minute version um i think i would just lead out with honesty and say 2020 is the hardest year I ever remember uh, being alive in for me personally. Uh-huh. Like it's, it's the year where um, uh, I, I think I experienced the most anxiety and stress and uh, maybe depression at times. Um, but also I'm trusting and already starting to discover and realize like maybe where I'm going to hopefully learn the most about myself and about God too, because of it and, and from it, you know, um, there's been some uh, some leadership lessons for me, you know, just 
the, the weight. I mean, I, I'm wired as a shepherd. I mean, that's my fivefold. And so um, knowing that the, the flock has struggled, you know, just because of, of, of what the pandemic, you know, created in, in all of our life situations and in our church situations, um, just feeling uh, really heavy on, on behalf of the flock and, and, and wanting to like uh, rescue everybody in knowing that that's impossible mm-hmm. and yeah. um, in, in, in trying to discern uh, what's, what's the right direction and way to lead in, in knowing that um, it's not always going to, it'll never be what everyone, you know, prefers. And uh, so like a lot of leadership lessons I've, I've had to confront just um, some things, you know, um, some maturity and immaturity in my own, you know, personal life and leadership. And uh, they, they haven't, they, they've sucked. It hasn't been fun to confront all that and to, to have, all, have things pruned and revealed, you know, in my life. But I'm also celebrating or trying to like see it as, you know, this is necessary. Maybe this mm-hmm. God, God prunes things. I'm trusting and believing that he wants to make more fruitful. So what does that mean for me personally as a pastor, as a leader, as a husband and a father? Um, and, and what's that mean for us as a church? There, there's something in all this for us as a church. There's, there's a lesson in, in a, something God, I think, really wants to create in us. And, and to do that, I think he's had to strip away some things. And are we willing to receive it? Are we willing to be patient with it? Um, my fear is both, you know, I have this tendency and I think the church has this tendency is how do we just quickly get back to what was? when maybe God is trying to do a new thing and um, to, to, how do we not lose what he's up to um, in the midst of, of our desire to just to, to go back, you know, cause we can only go forward. We're turning a new year uh, calendar. Like later this week, we're going to turn a calendar into a whole new calendar and we can only move forward. So um, there. There's something, I just think there's a, there's a significant lesson in revelation in teaching that God has for each of us personally, but as his people. Um, and I'm not sure I have clarity on for sure what that is leading towards. Um, but I, I think my, my joy and excitement, but also uh, nervous tension sometimes is because I don't want to screw it up is how do we keep seeing that and receiving that and stepping into that? Um, with open hands and, and not like uh, tight closed fists of, of what we want or what we think should be. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. Absolutely. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not sure what the lesson is that, that the church has to learn or what the new normal will look like or what it ought to be. You maybe have some guesses or some inklings about that, but you at least know some of the things that have been exposed in your own life. Yeah. And some of the transformations that you've been having go through the pruning. And if you, if you want to, uh, if there's like chipped paint in your house, you can just paint that right over, mm-hmm. you know, maybe sand it first, but no big deal. If there's like a busted pipe, you've got mm-hmm. to take off all the drywall or the floorboards or whatever, and you got to get in there and fix it. And you can't fix it without removing a bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there was deep down cleaning or repairs that God needed to do in us, at least you personally and me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, 
whatever whatever the ultimate goal is, whatever the ultimate new normal is, we at least know that there's work being done like in here. Yeah. For for us as leaders. And that's really that's probably the most important thing mm-hmm. in all of it for us. Mm-hmm. Um so I appreciate that reflection. Um and I, yeah, go ahead. I, I'll just add just one more quick thing. So you're familiar with this this terminology. We sometimes talk about like the the landscape or the spiritual landscape of right. our life. And, and I, I, you know, we love the mountaintop. That's where we love to hang out and live. Um, but th- that's, that's not realistic. Most of life doesn't happen on the mountaintop. And I think as we look back with clarity and hindsight, 2020 has been a big earthquake. It's been an upheaval. Um, and there's been erosion in revealing of, of the things down underneath. Um, but while that's painful, um, Let's also realize uh, that that's really uh, healthy too, because um, it can re- it can unearth some gold that we didn't know was there. It can mm-hmm. unearth just those those treasures from the Lord of what He reminds us and teaches us about who He is and who we are, and and we can we can take that treasure forward. Um, mm-hmm. And we might not have gotten there, discovered it apart from the the upheaval in in the exposure of things. So. The exposure of things is is not fun, um, but I think if if we can persevere, which is I'm I'm learning to do, um, there, there's also some gold in there. Uh, that, that's a treasure, you know, that that will enrich in your life as you mm-hmm. move forward. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Matt. Well, I wonder if the people in Israel felt similarly, maybe a little bit of similar anxiety going back to Jerusalem. Is this going to be the same like it was before? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, That's we're going to meet the same fate. Um, but let's read um, Psalm 147. Um, I'll go ahead and read this one and I'd love to hear some just uh, brief reflections from you about it. Yeah. Um, 147, verse 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His world, his word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes, and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Matt, what's grabbing your attention out of this passage? Very simply and immediately uh, when I read this, um, and it even was amplified in the version that you read from, is that the NRSV you're reading from? Yeah. In, In the NIV, I was struck immediately just how many times the word he shows up. He strengthens the bars. He grants you peace. He sends his command. And then in, in your version, it also doubled that. Like, you know, he strengthens the bars. He blesses your, the people. He grants. He satisfies. He sends. He hurls. He spreads. He sends. He, I mean, he is the one that does. He's the doer, not us. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, is this, God is the one who makes things happen. God is the one who's the source of activity. Um, I just came up with like, what a mighty and powerful God he is. Um, you know, like from, from 
from Jesus and salvation to like, I'm just going to throw this hail down there and then I'm going to melt it with my word. And I mean, just the mightiness and the awesomeness of, of God and, and his power. Um, just he, he, he just drew me back to him, you know, like just to in, in worship and just awe, I guess, of like he, not me, he. Yeah, that's great. I, that's something I've been learning um, in preaching, honestly. Like, I think that's something I struggled with. And I only came to a realization like last year when I read a great book on preaching where um, this guy was teaching that um, that any good preaching of the word focuses on an active statement about God. Mm-hmm. Like, Like any one of these things could be a great statement about God. What God, what does God do in this passage? He gives snow. He hurls down hail. He sends out his word. He declares his word. Mm-hmm. Um, he deals with our nation. He grants peace. He strengthens the bars. And, um, and to be able to have the eyes to see, because in this passage, it's somewhat obvious, like it hits you in the face, how much mm-hmm. God is doing In other passages. It's kind of hard to find, but it's so important to, um, to identify in any given scripture passage and not just in any scripture passage in any moment of life, you know, in any prayer in any uh, meal, what is God doing mm-hmm. here? You know, to discern the activity of God mm-hmm. um, is a really, really important skill to have as any Christian, any disciple needs to be able to do like, what is God doing? Yeah. You know, um, that's, I think that's something that, um, so like the, the learning circle that we have, um, mm-hmm. I think that if, you know, the learning circle is being able to identify our Kairos moment, what, how is God getting my attention? And then you go, what is God saying? And then what, I'm, what am I going to do about it? Um, I think one of the, like a slight critique of that could be that it's um, to be able to focus on God's activity before I focus on. So that's focusing on like God's speech, God's words, which are mm-hmm. obviously foundational and really important, but also what is God doing? And then how do I join in with what God is already doing versus mm-hmm. it being all up to me? You know, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the heart of the learning circle, but I think it's easy to misinterpret it maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so to be able to go, okay, what is God doing in any given moment? What is God doing in this passage? What's God doing in, in my marriage? What's God doing in my kids and my family and my neighborhood? And then how do I join in with that? I think is a really important question, not just in our own personal discipleship, but also it's a very missional question, meaning it acknowledges the activity of God in the world outside of myself. And um, that puts me in the position of being a learner. So I really like that perspective. And it takes the pressure off. I mean, instead of the pressure of feeling like I need to stir up some, some God activity, I just need to instead pay attention to where's God already at work. I mean, it's, it's the classic Henry Blackaby, you know, um, which is affirming that, that all these, these great authors keep coming up with the same truth. God is at work and he invites us to join them. Yeah. You know, maybe that is the way that that is what God has been up to since the, the first words in Genesis, you know, uh-huh. to the last words in revelation, like he is at work and he's inviting us to partner with him and, and yeah. to be a kingdom of priests with him. And to, it's, that's so good. I, I love that. You just said that is the way. Have you been watching uh-huh. Mandalorian? Did you watch it like as of this recording last Friday? And did you see the I, character who showed up? I haven't watched that one yet. Don't okay, spoil it for I, me. I can't spoil it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Because he yeah, goes I, to find the Jedi. 
Yeah, right? I wanted to share it with Klein last week, but he hadn't watched it yet either, so I had to wait. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But that's what the Mandalorian says all the time is, mm-hmm. this is the way. This right? is the way. You this know, a fun thought I had from uh, back to his activity, like, I wonder, like, sometimes I don't know the answer to this and it's fun to just think about like whenever it snows, like he spreads the snow, like wool, he scatters the frost, like ashes. Is he like actively in that moment choosing, like, I think I'm going to bring some snow now. Is it pre-programmed? Is it just nature just is <laughs> pre-programmed in its course? Or is he really like in this moment, like, like, yep. like spreading it around? Like, it's just a fun thought, but yep. I'll just, I want to add well, one more thing that grabbed my attention. No, hold on. I'll, Cause I'll let's quiet. pause on that. Let's pause. Okay. On that, Cause that's really okay. good. Mm-hmm. Israel was scattered. Oh, yeah. Huh? Wait, nice, nice thread. You bring in a thread from yesterday. God, God, it was God who scattered Israel and he gathered them like a good shepherd. Right? Wow. Um, he scatters frost like ashes. So your question is not just like, um, yeah, wouldn't it be interesting to know if mm-hmm. God makes it snow or if God set up the mechanism for it to snow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really even though it's like kind of a funny, like, you know, thought game, it's actually a really profound theological, like uh, proposition mm-hmm. because you kind of playfully get to the heart of what your theology is. You know, mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. if your theology is, well, it, God created the world such that it snows, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a God who kind of set things in motion and maybe walked away. Right. Like, yeah. And it's up to us to engage with God, you know, like God kind of set up things, you know, he set it up as a passive system where he doesn't have to do a whole lot and things just run on their own and it makes God happy to see things running on their own. Well, then what does it mean when it's time for me to repent and turn to God? Yeah. That must be my own volition or what happens when I get sent into exile? Did God do that? No, that Mm -hmm. just, that's just what happens in the world and God's sad about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus like more Calvinism yep. is, is like John Calvin says, there's nothing that happens in all of the universe that doesn't happen without the express, like deliberate intention of God making it happen. You know, I'm just saying those are different yeah. views of the universe and of God yeah. to say, all right, not only does God, if I repent, that means God put it in my heart to repent. You know, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. only because of God's activity. We just talked about God's activity, God's activity, God's mm-hmm. activity. But if, if, it, if when I repent, that's me coming to God in my own volition, that's a different, that's more Arminianism, right? Like, mm-hmm. and same thing with, I've been scattered in exile. Coronavirus happened. Was that God making that happen because God wanted to do something? Or was that just the way the world is and it just happened, sucks. And yeah. God is empathizing with us and he cares about us but he didn't make it happen mm-hmm. so i'm not trying to land on either side of those yep. i'm just saying yep. it's a really good point that you brought up about snow yeah <laughs> i was just having fun and you really deepened that like quickly <laughs> but maybe it's two sides of the same coin you uh, know like there you go it, the answer is yes yes matt, matt the peacemaker yes. thank yeah, you that, but I just want to close um, with one last thought because it's always fun. Like, where's Jesus in these? In every passage you read, I mean, Jesus is—he's thread throughout all of the scriptures. And um, when I read, you know, verse nineteen twenty, you know, he has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. So at this moment in time, like, it, it's for Israel. But then we just 
celebrated Christmas. Hmm. And, and at Christmas, we think of passages like John 1, you know, the, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, He's life and He's light. And, and then the, the Word um, put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Like, like the Word that was, you know, He's done this for no other nation. He's revealed His Word to Jacob in Psalm hmm. 147. But to us today, the Word has been revealed to everyone. You know, the word actually took up residence among us and through his spirit is in us. Like it's an, it's a for everyone word now. And, and I just, I celebrate that. And that's glory, what we celebrated. Glory to God in the highest and on mm-hmm. earth, peace to all people on whom his favor rests. Yes. Like it begins, it becomes revealed to all people. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, uh, the visiting of the Magi means is that even the Magi coming from the East again, mm-hmm. exile, right? Those are the Babylonians and others, Persians, Babylonians, who hear about the Messiah and come to him. And we see that Jesus is not just for the Israelites. He's for the entire world. Yeah. Uh, That's a good, uh, thank you for that, Matt. All right, sweet. Um, Well, everybody, thanks for engaging in today's conversation. Tomorrow is the 30th. And we're going to be back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast, uh, 5 a.m., Crack a dawn, Galatians mm-hmm. 4, 4 through 7. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.